0: Welcome to the Stop Overdrinking and Start Living podcast, where high-achieving working moms come to learn how to stop overdrinking, reduce overwhelm and anxiety, and show up like the players they were meant to be. I'm your host, Angela Mecenik, and let's dig in. Hey, welcome to Episode 9, Learning to Yell Less Leads to Drinking Less. What's up, you beautiful people? Happy Thursday. Oh my gosh, I had a great weekend. I went to visit my friend Kate in Boston. She actually lives about 40 minutes outside of Boston in a cute little town called Newburyport, Massachusetts. And I just love that area. It's like classic New England, um, coastal, beautiful area, little village type towns. Um, And we went up to Rockport, Massachusetts, and had stayed in a little Airbnb right on Cape Ann, which is beautiful, had 360-degree views of the water and the ocean, and I got to see the sunrise, and there was snow, and it was just amazing. We saw an amazing concert on Friday night at the Rockport Theater. It was awesome. Went out for a beautiful dinner. Um, We just connected and ate and relaxed. It was awesome. So... I'm back and ready to take on the week. And a part of that was, you know, adjusting to being back into the mom schedule and the Mondays and all of this stuff. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. It's titled Learning to Yell Less Leads to Drinking Less. So I want you to imagine this it's Monday morning and you are getting your kids ready for school. And they're eating their breakfast and some negotiations on what they had for breakfast ensued, right? (laughs) And while they're eating, you're looking through their folders that they brought home on Friday. Um, Those important papers that you might need returned, right? And it's a Monday morning, of course, and everybody has to be leaving the door outside the door in like 15 minutes. So you're just now looking through the folders to see like what things need to be returned. And you discover that the school's annual fundraiser is coming this Friday, and you need to purchase wristbands for the kids to participate in all the games. And you make an executive decision to write one check for all three kids and assign that transaction for the said wristbands to your oldest child. And you tell her she has a special assignment. She's in charge of getting the wristbands, and she will be taking the one check to school. Then she gets really upset and starts explaining why it won't work, and she's not going to do it, and you, can, and you cut her off. And she gets upset, and you say she'll, she never listens. And then she says, You never listen. And you try explaining that it will work and that you know what you're talking about. And this is the way it's going down. Tears start streaming. You start yelling because she isn't listening. And one of the other kids stomps off upset because of all the conflict. (laughs) Does any of this sound familiar? Okay, good. Then what happens is like a cue from stage left, the guilt starts to creep in, right? And you keep thinking, why can't you just stay calm? You just made two of the three kids cry. And you can't understand why it's so hard for them to follow instructions without all the backtalk and the negotiations. And you feel they should do what they are told. Don't they know you are doing this for them? Don't they know that you don't want to go to the stupid carnival, but you are doing it to make them happy? Okay, so you have all these thoughts, right? And you just feel guilty and you just wonder why they can't get it. And so maybe now you try and explain this to them. They are still upset. If they would just listen the first time, you say, (laughs) that you give them an instruction, it wouldn't have to go so far. What I have to say about this scenario is that I have had this one iteration of this scenario for about every day of my kids' lives, since they started having their own opinions anyway. (laughs) If you've been following along, and you know how all things are created... I'm going to give you a little clue. It's our thoughts that create our feelings, and we take action based on how we are feeling or don't want to feel. So that's how everything in our life has been brought to fruition so far. So it's just your thoughts, like she's not listening about your daughter's reaction, that is causing you to feel frustrated. And when you feel frustrated, you yell. And when you yell, your result is that you are the one that's not listening. Isn't that crazy? The thought she's not listening is causing you to feel frustrated. It's not what she is saying or doing. It's just your thought about it. You could think whatever you wanted to think about her not wanting to do the thing you asked her to do. For example, you could think, it's okay. Her expectations are not what she thought. Or she's allowed to have her own experience with this. Or I don't need her to agree with me in order to feel good. Or I'm not giving away my emotional power to a nine-year-old. All of these are better than she's not listening, because when we think somebody should be doing something that they aren't, we feel what? Frustration, annoyed, angry. They should be doing it, right? No, (laughs) they shouldn't be doing anything except what they are currently doing, because that is actually what is happening. They are doing exactly what they should be because it's happening, and arguing with reality is like a complete waste of energy and time, and it takes our own power away. When we, think so- when we think our kids should be doing something differently, it causes us to feel shitty. What if we just allowed them to be who they are? Of course we have to have consequences in place when they do things outside of the rule books. I'm not saying that. I'm talking about how we feel. How do you feel when you yell at your kids? Good? Feel like you're winning that mom game? No. When we can take back our power and own our feelings and know that it's what we are thinking that is causing us to feel frustrated or angry, we can change the outcome. When you start the day feeling frustrated with your kids and you are quick to yell at them and then you go to work already feeling defeated, you start to have thoughts that make you feel even worse like, I shouldn't have done that or why can't I stop yelling or what else am I going to have to deal with now that I'm here at the office? Then you feel angry throughout the day and frustrated with everyone and everything and then at the end of the day, all of your plans to not drink go out the window and you just need a glass of wine to take the edge off. So you drink the wine to avoid feeling frustrated or angry. And that helps for a few. Those feelings are less intense now, and your mind is now distracted with drinking the wine and finally calming down. Then you go to bed, and then you wake up frustrated that you drink, and you are quick to yell at the kids because they're being loud, and you didn't sleep well, and the whole day repeats itself. Now you add another level of frustration to the mix. So you're frustrated that you drank, frustrated you yelled, And you don't know how to handle it all, and you drink again. And there you are, stuck on that hamster wheel, my friend. And you don't know how to get off. I'm telling you how to get off, so listen up. You have to start thinking differently about your kids and other people's behaviors, including your own. You have to be willing to throw out all of your beliefs about how the kids should behave, and all the don't they knows, and they should listen and follow instructions. How about starting with, they choose how they react, and so do I. I get to choose how I react because I'm a grown-ass adult, and no kid is going to dictate my feelings. If I want to yell, I'll yell. If I want to be calm, I'll be calm. Just make sure you like your reasons and your decisions to do what you're doing. You are making a choice whether you realize it or not. You may not feel like it's a choice because it happens so fast, and it's all okay. I want you to practice slowing down, acknowledging your feelings. Ask yourself, what are you feeling? Describe it in your body. Where are you feeling it in your body? Breathe and pause. Allow that feeling to just hang out there and be there without reacting or doing anything. I'm guessing that nothing is an emergency and you don't need to act or somebody will die <laughs> in these types of scenarios, right? So pause, breathe, breathe. Name your emotion and process it through your body. Then ask yourself what you are thinking that made you feel frustrated or angry or annoyed. The answer is the problem, not your kids. The answer to what you are thinking, when you ask yourself what you are thinking, that answer is a thought that triggered you to feel the way you just felt. And when you can identify that thought, you can decide to keep thinking it if you want. That is totally an option. Or you can decide to change your thought to generate a better feeling. Either way, you are in total control and you get to decide what you are thinking and feeling, no one else. If you can learn how to not yell at your kids and be okay feeling uncomfortable with your negative emotions without reacting to them, like yelling, it'll be so much easier to not drink. You will learn how to handle your own emotions and know that you have the power to feel anything you want to feel, and you don't need alcohol to take the edge off or to help you feel better after a long day. So that's it, my friends. Learning how to yell less will help you drink less. Learning how to pause and feel your emotions before you yell is the same process to drinking less. So when you have that urgency to drink, just like you have that urgency to yell, If you can pause there and feel that urgency to drink or feel that uncomfortable feeling of pausing and not giving in to the urge to drink and process that, you won't overdrink. It's the same process to learning how to not yell at your kids. You just have to be willing to feel a little uncomfortable, be willing to feel your emotions and uncover what you're thinking in that moment. That's it. It's just you not being willing, able, really able to feel or slow down enough to process your own emotions. You can do this. If you want my help in identifying some thoughts that you might be getting stuck, I offer a free 30-minute consultation and I'll help you get unstuck and on your way to feeling better. So the link to schedule that is in here in the podcast notes on my website or you can just email me at angela messenic at Angela at AngelaMecenic.com and we can set it up. I hope you have a beautiful day. Till next week. Also, If you enjoy this podcast, I'd love, love, love it if you could take five minutes and review me on iTunes. You can do it right from your phone. Open your podcast player. Click on my show and then scroll down until you see review. Click on the fifth star. Then scroll a little bit more and click on write a review and then leave a few sentences about how amazing my podcast is. I really appreciate it, and the more reviews I get, the more women see my podcast, and the more people I can help. So get over there and review me. Do it now. Okay, bye.